Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm the Tapstream. Oh, using our made-up names. And I'm Jay Hubbett. How you doing, Tap? I gotta be honest, I am not as excited as I normally am, just because Moon Knight was a lot more violent than we were anticipating. Yeah, it was rough. It was I, super rough. I didn't get I didn't get through it in one watch. Yeah, it's surprising how quickly that white costume turned out not to be white by the end. Right, just the the blood dripping off of it. Before we go know, down, I, that- I wasn't I wasn't expecting Marvel's version of Saving Private Ryan. You know, it just <laughs> it just wasn't. But yeah, I think that might be the most diplomatic way to put it, especially given what we are going to be talking about here today. Uh, so. If you downloaded this episode, you know we're going to be talking about Spidey and his amazing friends. This idea really was sparked when I was hanging out with my younger nephew, and we watched this, and I immediately had to text you and be like, we need to cover this. This might be the answer to how uncomfortable we were with Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. And I think you're spot on. Like, I I went to it, I signed in, uh, got on my youngest account, right? Because it's, you know, it's in the kids' version and stuff, but like... I think I think when it first started, my jaw dropped. I was actually surprised at how well done it was. I think we're both super excited. Why don't we go ahead and jump into the spoiler zone so we can go ahead and discuss it in full detail? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump there. You're going to hear an audio cue, and on the other side, it'll be fair game for all spoilers in the MCU. We'll see you on the other side. And we're back. So the way we're going to break this down is essentially there are two main stories in this episode. You have Spidey to the power of three and Panther Patience. So Jude, I'm going to throw to you within these two stories. Where would you like to start? I first thing I do is I get a shout out to the intro music. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, it's a kid's show, right? And the way they were able to target the audience correctly. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that that was my big draw, right? Thinking about growing up, how old I was, you know, um, sitting there maybe with my kid and that appeal to like this Gen Z zoomer kind of people with the whole fallout boy feel on the song. Like that stood out right away. Like it was just, mm-hmm. I I actually almost broke out into that, that hit song of theirs that, that, you know, going down, down, swinging or whatever it's called. Oh like yeah, it, it, it brought me. Yeah, it brought me back. Like I love it when when the shows do that and give us something for you know for us. Right, like nothing people. screams Gen Z to me like Patrick Stump. So pitch perfect yeah. pick. I couldn't agree more. And just the way that you they like captured the personality of the three Spider heroes within oh, the yeah. theme song. So yeah. from the get go, we already know who these characters are, and it's just this this show is firing on all all cylinders from from the beginning. Oh, a super strong start. What about you? So I think what I love so much about that first part, sticking with the Spidey to the power of three, so much of this episode is about them coming together as a team, right? Mm-hmm. And before we can get to that moment where they are working together, we need to see a little bit of conflict. So the fact that this show smartly pairs the inability of them to work as a team with their favorite flavors of ice cream, that oh, yeah. is just amazing writing. I can't imagine a well, a better written scene to get these characters on screen. Yeah. Well, you know what? And first off, and the, just, you know, side note, the choices of ice cream are really good. Where are you leaning? Cherry vanilla. 
Like those are great flavors. Just they are great flavors, but chocolate chip all the way. No, cherry vanilla. That's fine. You can be wrong. We're like the episode, right? We just need to work together and have them all. Hey, maybe by the end of this episode, we'll be able to work on the same page. Yeah. Well, and, and not to go ahead. not to spoil it, they do get to the right answer. Just eat all the ice cream. That's right. Just have all ice cream. What a great lesson for kids. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I will say something else that, that really stuck out to me, especially when they had the song going, because you see Kamala Khan, see Black Panther, you know, you, so you, you get a sense of who else is going to show up in the show. While the cast was kind of male heavy, it was still pretty well diverse, which was I was happy to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales, and then as you mentioned, Kamala Khan, Hulk, Black Panther. And as far as I can tell, I think those are the only variations of the heroes that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of on that same vein, I want to I want to pose this: Do you think this is the best rendition of Rhino? That we've seen so far? Probably. I mean, the only one I compare it to is Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, he's a good actor, right? And he probably was just doing what he was told. But he was he was kind of ridiculous compared yeah. to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the suit was so ridiculous in The Amazing Spider-Man. And then in yeah. this, it just feels a lot more in line with the world. Yeah, and it was a, it was a little bit more like a streamlined suit. Yeah. If, well, it, it didn't. It felt it felt like Star Trek, right? This, this streamlined, nice rhino suit. Um, yeah, it was. You're right. It it was really good. I liked the Spider Gwen suit uh, as well. Um, it, it just from the comic, it had a little bit more color. It was slightly different, um, but you know that was pretty good. So, what do you think of the animation style, just in general? Animation style, I think it's what I want to see. From now on, and the Marvel really? animated projects, yeah, everything. Oh, okay, uh, uh, Marvel Zombies, uh, whatever comes next, and what if season two, uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year. This is the style that I want to really? see. Really? Yeah, I love it so much. It's just wow. it captures okay. that excitement with being a very unique take. I think. Yeah. No. I, okay. I get that. Animation style is where I was really kind of tripping up. Um, yeah. Yeah, it felt very Doc McStuffins to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like with these heroes and the stories they want to tell, it needed to be a little bit more miraculous tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. They're a little bit older, right? But you still kind of have that style. They're a little bit taller. Um, I get worried a little bit because like the younger they are in this animation style, there's this whole, how do they thread the needle of like, you're really getting into this kind of parental guardian neglect on aunt may's part of how mm-hmm. young they are here so like i animation style if they would have got a little bit bigger i think i think that would have helped me um but i get that it like it, it works for you it didn't work for me i get that like it but it didn't take me full out of the scene you know what i'll go out on that limb with you because it's not something i thought about until i heard you put it into words but there is some weird, like, I think T'Challa in the second story is supposed to be older than Peter Parker, yet they're the same height, and they're both shorter than Aunt May, so then it's just like this weird, yeah. the heroes yeah. are tiny, <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> which okay. is fine. I got, I got a question for you. On Aunt May, I've noticed they're sticking with the trend of a younger Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Is this, do you think, kind of some, I don't know, like critique, 
representation maybe of from this like feminist perspective that like single moms or single parental figures that are female, like, Hey, let's drop the stigma already. Well, I can remember when Marissa Tomei was cast in Spider-Man homecoming, how the whole conversation was about how much of a younger aunt she was. Yeah. As a young uncle, like I've never seen any problem in it. Like you're right there. There's, there's young aunts and uncles out there. Right. I'm with you. Like I, I like this trend. Um, you know, especially that second one. I know we haven't got to the second one yet, but you know, there was there's very like hippie vibes with this one. Um, like like they really leaned into young Aunt May. Um mm-hmm. and hands down, this is the best suit up sequence we've seen. Period. Mm-hmm. This isn't the first trio of spider heroes that we've seen unite within the last what, six months? But I'm with you. This is the best trio scene of spider powers depicted mm-hmm. on screen oh yeah so 100 percent. yeah you- I, and look i i know i go to this well so many times once they start finally working together as a team i gotta be honest i started crying like it was just yeah. so good that i couldn't hold back the tears and it just started it was welling up well you know what got me um the trend uh we see it in no way home and i'm using the word recycling i don't think that's the best recite the word to use but they're recycling or reusing the the best stuff from the previous Spider-Man shows. And like that was what really just that got me, right? It was kind of a you know, kind of the tearing up thing. Yeah. It was just like because around the I have I took it, I like detailed notes on this one. Around four minutes, Peter says that they have to work together. Then Gwen and Miles proceed to take off on their own. Uh you know, and two things that stood out to me on that. A is like, oh, we're kind of doing the same thing of like Hey, I'm an Avenger and, you know, and they have to work together and Peter telling them that, um, it was a little bit, again, this whole, like, oh, great. The white male again has to like be the leader and reasonable one. Um, you know, diversity only goes so far, but you know, I, I did like that. The, the little homages right there like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I look, I didn't want to be the party pooper this week, but for all the great work that they did with showing us this team that's disbanded at the beginning and coming together towards the end after they've learned the lesson, I really feel like they take away from the narrative by having Tracy in here, their little spider bot. Oh, like, yeah. It yeah. just it disrupts all the lessons learned. And so it doesn't feel earned to me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just wish they would let them work as a team rather than calling in the reinforcements of their little bot. Yeah, I get that. I get mm-hmm. that. They They can do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of the story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I have a question for you and two more little stray thoughts. Okay. Okay. Um, first one, the other homage to the Raimi Spider-Man when Toby caught all the food on the tray. And then Peter Parker here does that with the food cart, with the uh, hot dog cart. That was really cool. Um, and I think it's a slight nod to the comic cover, right? Where he's like holding up like a building yeah, and yeah. he's holding up the cart here or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, Miles swinging backwards is probably the best and most impressive Spider-Man skills I've ever seen. Like he's like shooting the webs backwards and swinging backwards and like talking. Miles is fantastic. Um, and then I'm just curious, looking at the accuracy of New York, do you think they just use the PS4 game? Like, general thing and then just like dumbed down or watered down that might not be the best word because the animation was good but like to get the accuracy of new york do you think they just use that old map 
from that game. I have spent so many hours in that Spider-Man PS4 game. It honestly felt like I had the controller back in my hand again. So I think you're spot on. And I get what you mean. It's not necessarily dumbed down, but it's kind of fitting within the presentation wrapper that they've chose to go to go with. And again, you know, I talked about it. I wouldn't mind seeing the Marvel projects use this style. Man, Insomniac, you need to use this for Spider-Man 2. Like, I want to see this style in the PS5 game. Yeah. Dude, uh, like you said earlier, imagine the what if zombies like mm-hmm. this. Amazing. Yeah. Listen, Ultron Kevin. Like this? Ultron like this? Oh my gosh. Kevin, Feige, if you're listening, we're, we're you can hire us. We've got ideas. I know. We will help for pay. <laughs> yeah, for pay. That's the important part. Well, it feels like we have really gone through all the ins and outs of the first story. Uh, switching over to me. You know, we talk so often about the distinguishing factor of what the brain wants and what the heart wants, right? So mm-hmm. the brain is what the character thinks they want. The heart is what they actually need to learn. So this second part of the story is a pitch perfect uh, employment of that kind of philosophy and writing because you have Peter Parker who wants to meet T'Challa because he's so excited to meet one of his heroes. But what his heart needs is to actually learn patience. And we see yeah. how he you know, forgets to hug Aunt May Bye. He runs into that stand. So once he gets to the point where he's able to learn patience, they have really brought this story circle to complete end by the end of this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because the first one, he has to learn the teamwork and working together, right? And it's like, oh, you have that. But then, okay, let's have the breaks. Let's not get so excited. You, you know, if you're running in too quickly you can't work with a team so there's another element of teamwork that while he he's figured out teamwork in the beginning he has to learn other elements that would you know improve that teamwork mm-hmm. yeah it is the first part takes the lesson of being that sort of compass like the lead compass they're working as a team but i mean he's the one dictating all right on three let's do this yeah whereas in the second episode he's really learning how to follow orders as well oh yeah so being a team is not just being the leader it's also knowing when to listen and contribute as well so oh, yeah absolutely. shifting sh- shifting to t'challa i think to to employ that lesson was a really great uh, move on this show's part and it shows that like they're invested right these aren't just tiny vignettes they are carrying over from episode oh, yeah. to episode yeah now i i had more issues with this episode than i did the other one okay yeah so like like story circle wise all of that's there you know right on um but i, I was just surprised that like peter didn't his spidey sense didn't go off when doc Ock was in the room you know um and i just i don't I have a hard time seeing T'Challa selling toy vibranium for economic gain. Like, I, yeah. it just seems exploitative. Um, but, like, I get... I mean, that's pretty much the MacGuffin for this story, right? The the cat toy vibranium and the actual vibranium. So I, I get story-wise why it has to be done. But it's like, what are you saying about T'Challa? That's probably not something what T'Challa would do. You know, so that's kind of... By two things that like kind of jumped out. Uh, but I mean, the story of patience, like that was solid. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll go out on that limb with you because we talk about it all the time, right? Like you're writing to a moment rather than it being a moment that feels natural to the characters. Yeah. So even though it serves the story, it doesn't feel like T'Challa. So I'm so glad that you decided to point that out. Yeah. And if I can, I will, because I'm a little sentimental for this. If I can go to bat for that moment with Peter's senses not going off for Doc Ock. 
I think it does set up for that moment after he's made the mistake of trying to go in too quickly on Doc Ock and mm-hmm. she gets away and T'Challa yeah. has to explain to him again about being patient. You see Aunt May come in. And to me, it's just such great visual storytelling that the moment the lesson is internalized for Peter Parker, Aunt May is the one who walks in, who was the original person to instill or at least try to instill that yeah. lesson to Peter. Yeah, so, oh, that makes sense. I, I love yeah. that you, you're... Uh, that you're laying that out there because it, it makes complete sense. Well, you notice with Aunt May, they had another homage to the oh, Amazing yeah? Spider-Man. When, well, how so? Well, the, the fight between Garfield, Spider-Man, and Lizard with Stan Lee in the library and had the headphones on and he didn't know what was going on in the background. And May was doing the same thing. But this time yeah. it was the museum. It was like it was another it was like, oh, gosh, this is fantastic. This is really a love letter to all Spider-Man fans. Like, it is taking all the inspirations and putting it into one show. Yeah, absolutely. So I got one more thing I want to say before we move on to listeners' uh, first takes as well. So I'll say mine. If you got one, you can go ahead and throw it Yeah, I got two. They'll be super quick. Okay, so real quick. Look, I know we're at the beginning of the season. I'm going to start gathering my grains of sand, but I'm going to combine both of the stories here. Whenever they get rid of Rhino, the way they're able to apprehend him is they sort of do this whip motion where it spins Rhino around and that's how he gets incapacitated. They do that again with Black Panther whenever he uses uh, Doc Ock's tentacles to Mm -hmm. apprehend her as well. I think they might be foreshadowing some kind of Western villain here by the end of the season. And again, I know grains of sand. But I've just I've there's a lot of whipping action, so it just feels like yeah. it's, it's invoking cowboys for me. Oh yeah, okay, okay. So cool. That's look. Awesome. I don't get into comic comic book knowledge, so I I don't know if there's any western heroes or villains, but they're doing something here for sure. No, they're building. You can tell they are building. So yeah, um, you got a couple things. My two. Um, this time in the second watch, I noticed in the suit up, it it comes on like nanotech. Which was really cool. I was just kind of came on to him. I thought it was weird though that the on the mask was an actual mask and not nanotech, and the rest was nanotech. Um, I, I don't know budgeting choices. I don't know who knows what that was about, but it was cool that it kind of came on, but nanotech. And I felt, at least they're hinting at Tony Stark. Yeah, I felt like we got a Stanley cameo. How so? I that kind of looked like Stanley, who he bought the vibranium cat toy from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go you back and check I'll it go out. On, go back and check it out. I'll go on that, that limb with you. He's also the person with the hot dog stand. Ooh. There's, yeah. Then there has to be. It's 100% yeah. a Stan Lee cameo. I'm so glad to get those back. I miss so them. So am I. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice way to tribute what, what they did. And it, they don't, it's very subtle. They don't call too much attention to it. Well, I think that's going to do it for our deep dive into Spidey and his amazing friends. But before we go, we are going to get some listeners' first takes. So we did reach out on social media uh, to see what everybody else thought about this episode as well. Uh, So this first one comes in from TK over on Zanga. And she says, Spidey and his amazing friends is full of big ideas. The theme of friendship is firmly established in episode one. Despite their differing disagreements over who has cooler powers, the Spidey team comes together to stop Rhino. Powerful stuff. Yeah. And I have to agree with TK 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it is. To, to, come, to overcome yourself and become selfless, amazing. Uh, seeing Peter 
Miles and Gwen working together again makes me excited for the future of the Spider-Verse. The nods to the history of Spider-Man while also introducing new tech and collaboration has definitely got me hooked and wanting more. Uh, This comes from Leech, and uh, she sent it in by postcard. Oh, how nice. Yeah. I'm glad I just made it in time for the episode. She has impeccable timing, for real. Oh, yeah. Finally, this last one comes in from friend Daniel over on MySpace, and it reads... Three words, fall out boy. And I, like we said, very beginning of this episode, you called it. Spot on. Like that's just the initial jump out. I'm so glad he saw that. Because um, again, that was just amazing. I got to say, dude, I'm so excited. We've decided to go this route. It's, it's, I can't wait to cover more episodes. Oh man, this is, it just feels fresh and yeah. and exciting. Well, if you'd like to reach us with any of your Spidey and his amazing friends takes, you can always reach us at MCU Need to Know on Twitter and Instagram or write us an email. We'd love to hear what you thought about this masterpiece. And of course, scroll down to the bottom, click on the Discord. You can have um, conversations about the MCU and Spidey and Amazing Friends. Make sure you click on the roll assigned so you can get all the spoiler chat for Spidey and his amazing friends. Um, and hop on there and let us know if you see any other spider homages. Yeah. And if there's any of other Marvel, I'll just say Marvel in general shows of this ilk, let us know. We'd be happy to cover it. Oh, absolutely. Finally, we'd like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on his SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Jude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Tap. We'll see you all next week. Oh, man. Dude, I again, what a great idea. I don't know why we hadn't thought of this before. Right? This would have been so much easier. I know, right? Like, like we were struggling to find topics for topic episodes, and this was on Disney Plus the whole time. The whole time. There's no other show that we have previously covered and have not finished that is also on Disney Plus to do. So this one would have been perfect. Yeah. All right. It's been like six hours. Let's go ahead and stop here because I got a lot of editing to get this one done. <sighs> All right. There's going to be a lot of cuts. <laughs> Yeah, probably. We shouldn't have gone on that tangent about how it actually ties into the United States Constitution. I know. I know.